Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about MDMA, how to use it in therapy, or how to use any drug in therapy. You need to understand the proper context in which to use drugs in therapy. Otherwise, it's just going to numb you out and not going to help you really solve your issues. In order to do that, you got to know how emotions work, how to talk through them. You need to know precisely what the therapeutic process is that we all need to go through if we want to change. And that's what I can help you with here. Joinanimus.com slash feature if you want to learn more about that. So I have some thoughts here on MDMA and therapy for, uh, to be precise, and, and we'll just go through them. And I'll explain what I mean by, yeah, drugs like MDMA can definitely be useful. But you got to use them in the exact right way. And if you don't, it'll just completely retard your therapeutic process. So the first thought I have is, um, and this is a thought I would have no matter what drug I was talking about, uh, but drugs don't make you feel good. They do not make you feel good. They make you feel not bad. Drugs remove pain. They do not increase pleasure. If you take a drug and you feel increased pleasure, what you think is increased pleasure, well, guess what? You have a lot of stress, you have a lot of unconscious pain, you have uh, probably uh, a maladaptive way of relating your emotions with reality that you've been doing forever and you just accept as part of existence. You may accept it as part of existence to such an extent that you join a political movement or something like that. But this is the first thing that we, but before you understand like, I'm not going to go through what MDMA stands for you know, and how exactly it affects your brain. I mean, it, it floods your synapses with serotonin and dopamine. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it, but that, that doesn't matter so much. What matters is what are drugs? How do you use them? You use them to decrease pain, not increase pleasure. Maybe that doesn't seem that like a big deal, but we'll get to it. This will uh, help us see how to use it. So yeah, the second thought I have is... Um, yeah, exactly what I said. Serotonin plus dopamine. This is uh, kind of the magic of MDMA. It's like a speedball. Right? A speedball is you inject a heroin and cocaine at the same time, and the two drugs, like they, they're two different classifications of drugs that kind of propitiate each other, that propitiate each other so well they kill you. But MDMA is like a modified version of that. It's a less intense version of that. Now, I think you can get, you know, you can flood your synapses with serotonin and dopamine in even more safe ways. You could take a cocktail of antidepressants to get this, but people have a lot of reservations about antidepressants. Probably, you know, really for not much of a good reason, but uh, MDMA can be helpful to it flood your brain with these kind of chemicals to make the therapeutic process more useful. And that's my third uh, point about MDMA is, is drugs useful? Not just MDMA, but this, this is true. Any drug in the right amount, in the right context, for the right reason can be useful in therapy. Um, the problem is, is <clears throat> you know, sometimes in therapy we, we come up against um, like compacted soil, you know, I, I call it petrified. This is petrified part of your psyche and you can't get past it. Now what you can do, and this is especially true for people who have more serious issues like PTSD, CPTSD, which is what MDMA has been shown to be useful for. 
It helps you talk through issues. How do you talk through issues? It helps you talk through the facts. Like just explain what's going on. You take MDMA and now you can maybe talk about the abuse you went through in a little bit easier way. It gets you to talk about the feelings you have, about the facts. It helps you explore meaning. This is where you free associate. If you were a theater kid, this is what you're going to like to talk about. And then responsibility, right? How do you contribute? How do you benefit from? If it's a if it's a conflict, how do you relate with the other person in this situation? The facts of the situation that causes these feelings that has all this meaning for you. MDMA helps you talk through this process for the purpose of for the purpose of figuring out where your dysfunction comes from. You come to me and you say, hey, Mark, I have a problem. I have procrastination. You know what I do? Immediately, I say, that's not your problem. I say, that's the result of how you mismanage emotions. How specifically do you mismanage emotions? Well, there's a three-step process that leads to your dysfunction. And it's always a three-step process. And it always looks like this. So pay attention. So just to give you a line here, I'm talking about. So this is how to talk through emotions. MDMA can help you do that. If you just hit that petrified wood, right? It, it's like a rototilly. It, you know, it just turns up the, the, this hardened, and compacted, dry soil so you can plant seeds. Now, you can churn up the soil with the rototiller and not plant any seeds. And that's the equivalent of, you know, taking MDMA and going to an EDM festival and look, looking like a fruitcake, right? Uh, or you could do it in a useful way and plant the seeds. So you talk through this to plant this seed. You need to figure out this pattern. The first step is individuation. I call it individuation. There's lots of different words for this. You know, this is my influence from Jung. There is some impulse. There is some guiding feeling, thought, logos, whatever inside you that lets you know what your needs are. Those needs are probably something that has to do with authority. You seek authority and you seek intimacy. You seek power, not power over others necessarily, and connection. That's your urge for individuation. But that could be uncomfortable, right? If, if you start expressing that, well, uh, you, you might be exposed or people can see you better. And, and you may have a lot of trauma that shows you, ooh, that's bad. If people see me, then I get abandoned. So you have anxiety about this. This anxiety can come up in a bunch of different ways. Maybe you rationalize it away, maybe you minimize it, and then this leads you, of course, in a state of isolation. You know, even if you're surrounded by a lot of people, you experience isolation, just psychological isolation. And then with psychological isolation or physical isolation, it could be that too. You'd be holed up in your cave of an apartment on Reddit or Twitter or porn or whatever, Shame. Shame is the affect that humans feel that uh, as a result of the isolation. Then uh, it looks like I'm getting off camera a little bit. And then four is the compensation. So steps one through three leave us in a state of much stress. And so we need some compensatory behavior, action or feeling or something to relieve that stress, even if that compensation doesn't feel really good. 
Uh, this is your problem. This is your presenting problem. This is, oh, I, I procrastinate, or oh, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, um, or I have a difficult time getting work done, or I can't seem to create intimate relationships with people. This is your compensation. The other thing that people do in the compensation is take drugs. MDMA being one of them. So you can use a drug in this compensatory stage to distract you from this, or you could use it when you know the therapeutic process to uncover and figure out and just create a deeper and deeper connection with the individuation that you feel and the anxiety that you feel as a result of that. And I've been doing this for years. There is no end to the relationship that you can create with especially these first two steps and the third one too. And this is how MDMA can be helpful. It can help you talk through, you know, just get through that compacted soil, churn it up so you can plant seeds and figure out exactly how you end up in your compensatory stage. And that, and that, that is how MDMA or any other drug, again, you don't need to use drugs in therapy, but something like MDMA, it can help you work through an issue that maybe would have taken three years, you know, especially if you have some like, you know, PTSD stuff that, you know, that's, that, that stuff takes a while. It can help moving along. Maybe you can do it in six months, which matters because we're all going to die someday. So the sooner you can do it, the sooner you can work through this stuff and start to create a healthy relationship with reality and maybe even other people, the better it's going to be for you and, uh, and everybody else uh, for that matter. And then, by the way, I just want to... <laughs> What comes after step four? I think I'm, I'm running out the page. So here, what comes after step four? Sorry, I just got to rip on mindset people and CBT guys is the belief. And what, so what do you do with mindset and a lot of CBT stuff? It's a lot of it is affirmations. You got to change your belief. Oh, you have that unhealthy thought or, uh, you know, that impulse that comes up um, to jump in front of the subway when it comes into the station. Oh, well, just change that. Just change that. No. The, the, the belief is a direct result of how you interact with reality. You don't just change the belief. That is a treadmill of pain and suffering and frustration. It's, it's never going to work. Not long term. It'll give you a good mood short term, but long term, it's not going to work. You need to figure out exactly how you get to that place. And then my final thought on, um, on MDMA, it's uh, not a thought so much. It's more of an analogy steroids. Right? So what do you do? What, what, what do people say who to take steroids? They say, before you take steroids, if you want to build big muscles for something or build athletic performance, it's just probably, if you think that's what you need, <laughs> chances are it's it, you're probably trying to compensate for something, but whatever. If you think that's what you need, if you think you need bigger muscles, before you take steroids, you need a foundation. You need to understand how to work out. You need to understand how to push yourself. I mean, when I met my wife, you know, she exercised. She did like Pilates or something. And I had to teach her how to work out and do the movements and push yourself. You got to learn. You got to learn the foundations. Otherwise, will the steroids be helpful? Yeah, that probably will You put on muscle. But it's going to be a pyrrhic victory. The juice is not going to be worth the squeeze. So you got to learn the foundation of working out first. And then you add steroids to that and then you can really see the benefit of them. Same thing with MDMA or any other kind of drug in therapy. And I do think any drug in the right context can be useful. 
theoretically. You don't need drugs, of course. It's not being pro-drug or anti-drug. That, that's a false dichotomy that people try to, you know, when people are offering you a false dichotomy like that, that that's a trap. It's not being pro-drug or anti-drug. It's use drugs in the right context if you want to, if you think it will be useful for you. It's the same thing with, you know, a steroids I'm working at. Yeah, you get the foundation there. Same, yeah, MDMA and therapy, that's where I was. You get the foundation. You know how to talk through your issues. You know exactly what the outcome is. You understand the process of therapy. Then you add MDMA or some drug on top of that. I think you could, you know, you can get these um, two two chemicals in your brain through a cocktail of antidepressants. But, you know, if, if you're adverse to that for whatever reason, I get it. So this is how you use uh, MDMA therapy in therapy. So yeah, if you want to find out more about this and my process, the therapy, what I do, I have a video that helps explain more. Go to animus, uh, joinanimus.com slash feature. Uh, thank you guys. And remember that um, MDMA or any other drug can be useful in therapy. It all depends on how you use it.